Welcome to 1-800-DID-I-ASK, your number one hotline for discourse and complaints. Co-hosted by Rachel and Hannah. You've reached 1-800-DID-I-ASK. Please hold. Welcome back. It's 1-800-DID-I-ASK, summer of 2019 edition. We've been gone for a year. We will continue to be gone. Yeah, for one more year. (laughs) (laughs) I have a thesis. Rachel has a thesis. But in between. In between, we are giving you this delightful treat. It's Grey's Anatomy. We've just... We're just going to talk about Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) We've brought two beautiful guests with us. Two ripe plums... Because it's summer. <laughs> Two ripe plums. So sweet and so cold. So sweet and so cold. Filled with juicy Grey's gossip. Yes, yes, yes. So the four of us are all going to just like really ruminate. Everybody has different levels of Grey's knowledge. Everybody has different number of seasons they've watched. Everybody has a different level of perhaps deep obsession and involvement at myself. It's bad. So. Or is it good? I think it's good. So. Here are our guests. We have our esteemed baby editor, Calum Green. Hello. And we have beautiful friend of the podcast, Madeline LeBlanc, who you will remember from an episode, which number I forget, but hello, amazing textile artist who has been on the show previously. Mm -hmm. You will remember her dulcet tones. So much. So (laughs) we wanted to start by just everybody going around and talking about like to steal a phrase from the wonderful podcast Nicole's Grace Anatomy, oh. which let's be all let's be real is the inspiration of this podcast Absolutely. episode. Yeah. Um, what's your Grace journey? What started you on Grace? How far have you gotten? What do you feel about it? Madeline starts off. Oh, okay. Well, I think that I started with Grace Anatomy. I can't remember if I started on my own just because it was on Netflix or if I started because you, Rachel, were getting into it and I I think that you actually started watching it before me. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember talking to you about it in the early days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it was mainly I was just attracted to how I hadn't seen any of it and there was, like, an endless supply of it. Yeah. And I love a little bit of stress. I love a little bit of, you know mystery illness a little bit of that house drama a little bit yeah so I that's kind of what got me into it and at this point I think I'm like at the end of season seven and I'm I'm taking a bit of a break at the moment but it's a you know it's a great show to be able to toss on while you're making yourself dinner to watch and then your dad's in the room and he's like how can you watch this this is so gross and you're like in the middle of eating and you're like what are you talking about it's fine they're like cutting somebody's brain open or whatever um yeah i think also it's kind of interesting how sometimes a show that's seemingly stressful can kind of be a release Mm -hmm. when you're stressed yeah 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 and also everyone like the hospital is always the same hospital Mm -hmm. your friends are always the same friends Stuff's yeah. going on around that setup that's, like, stressful and intense, and yeah. that kind of mirrors your inner turmoil. 
but then at the same time, yeah, it's chill because mm, Meredith is always Meredith. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, from the very beginning, I've been in it for Christina, and mm-hmm. we'll get into that later. But yeah, she really keeps me in it. I just think she's so beautiful. I'm like, what a great actress, and I love yeah. to look at her face. Yeah, I love to watch her practice her craft. Yeah. you know. <laughs> and I also just love the color scheme of the show. Yeah, you know, talking about some. It seems stressful, but everything is like neutral tones. Yeah, that's true. She and the stormy Seattle sky. Mm. Yeah, it's always rainy. Like, I don't think Seattle's actually that nice, but it looks nice. Mm -hmm. Hannah, what's your Grace journey? Well, um, in 2005, (laughs) Grace Anatomy (laughs) started airing on CTV, (laughs) (laughs) and we did not have the cable package, uh, so every Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. when I should have been in bed, I was watching Grey's Anatomy with my mom and running upstairs when my dad got home. <laughs> because your dad was like, absolutely not, will Hannah be awake for Grey's Anatomy? Yes, and I think he, he thought it was a dumb, dumb show. And also was like, there's too much sex, possibly. I could be remembering that wrong. Sounds legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds like something. And yeah. there's, you know, there is quite a bit, of, quite sex a bit of sex. There's quite a bit of sex, yeah. Um... And I just started watching it, and I you know, I was riveted. It mm. was, you know, it was abject. It was sensual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meredith was always glowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They turn up the brightness. They really turn changes. up that glowing brightness, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was just, like, hunks wall to wall. It's true. And I just, you know, something about that really... <laughs> Something about the beautiful people really got me mm. into watching them do things. Do things, yeah. yeah. And even if it was like getting a sponge out of someone's body, I was mm-hmm. like, gotta know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Callum, what's your grace journey? Well, I don't remember what exactly, like, initiated my first viewing. Yeah. I don't know if you were, you might have been... Like watching it before. No, okay. Here's the funniest thing. I get into it, I tell you. Yeah. Everyone surpasses me. Yeah. In like whatever I suggest because I'm but I feel in like classic tourist fashion. <laughs> um, Actually, like Madeline had been watching it and talking to me about it, and I was like, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Right. And then you started watching it, and you were on like season four. Yeah, I was, yeah. And you had been like getting really into it, and I was like, you know, right. maybe I'll dip my toe, mm-hmm. kind of in the same reason where I was like, yeah. There's so much of it that it's if there. I dip my toe and enjoy it, then I will never run out of Grey's right. Anatomy. Spoiler alert, I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Sorry, continue. I went into my journey, but oh, this no, is about that, your that's journey. That's okay. This is, um, <laughs> this is a conversation. It's it our is. journey. We are sharing our journey. Our, our paths are now intersecting. Wow, yeah. one path. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like my sister, she loved the show, and I was like, whatever, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm going to dip my toes in. I have nothing. But then I was, I remember like watching that first episode and it just being like, so like, so smart and like, so like, not everyone's like kind of this, this archetype, but like you very much understand these characters like right off the bat, like in, mm-hmm. a, in a very like, um, like I think about like the first episode of like Sex in the City, mm-hmm. like just like with the performances and the writing, it was just like, okay, this is cool. Like these are characters yeah. I can like mm-hmm. sink my teeth into, into. Mm-hmm. um, even if some of there's George or whatever. Uh, you, you never, you never know what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh, with George. Um, but yeah, I was just like so. I was like so thrilled about um, just like how how like strong it started. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. So, um, but did I keep going fully? No, I have not. I am. I mean, you can always jump back in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I am famously um, at the point where Izzy. Uh, 
gets cancer. Mm. And you are famously at that point because you have been at that point for months, months, and months, and months, and months, months. Yeah, stay um, And I feel a deep shame, but also no. whatever. 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 Get back yeah. into it. I, I Everybody has their moment where they dip out. Grace mm-hmm. waits. Yeah. And Grace waits. Yeah. <laughs> and there will always be She'll another always be ten seasons for you whenever oh, you're ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not for you, my friend. <laughs> not for me. My Grace journey is that every single person in my life was watching Grace Anatomy. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I am in a content desert. I have nothing left to live for. Mm-hmm. I think I had already watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were reeling from Okay, so here's what wait, happened. Wait, no. Station. Weren't you into Glenn Grace before died. The Walking Dead? I thought The Walking Dead was recent. Because you got into Grace like... A year or so ago. No. Mm-mm. No, Jane. No, no. No, I'm just um, having a personality with television, I think. <laughs> um, I had watched, and you know what, who's to say, and what is time, and, and where are we, and, and, you know, what is anything. Mm. But I believe that what happened was I had watched a significant amount of The Walking Dead and was absolutely devastated, and as Callum says, reeling from the death of Glenn in The Walking Dead, um, spoiler alert, from 2005 as well. When did The Walking mm. Dead start? Like, 2005. <laughs> I think, you, maybe around that time? I have no idea. And you know I'm what? So Twin ships of The Walking Dead and yeah. Grey's Anatomy, like, very similar television programs. There's and blood. That's a joke. In both. There's blood in both, mm. but, you know, there could be more Andrew Lincoln in... Grey's Anatomy. And, and that's all I'll say. It could be during your <laughs> And that's all I'll say. They could all be wearing cowboy boots that have been so worn out. And that's all I have to say about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I started watching The Walking Dead. And by The Walking Dead, I of course mean Grey's Anatomy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like in a content desert. Mm-hmm. And I think whether I started before Walking Dead or after, I think maybe I took a break. I think you took a break. I think I that's where it was. I took a break when Christina left, I think. No. Yeah. And then that was when The Walking Dead really took hold. Anyway, yeah. this is really interesting uh, radio. <laughs> um, what can we say? I started watching it because I had nothing else, much like yourself, right. Callum. It's a common And yeah, it was immediately mm-hmm. like... This is juicy. It has all of the right, like, soap opera notes of, like, every episode. Like, something truly dramatic mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. I'm never in an episode where I'm, like, genuinely just bored. Like, there will maybe be moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I just don't care about George. Mm-hmm. But then there will be, like, something else is going on. Yeah. Meredith and Derek are up to their old tricks. Yeah. And you, and you know that you can really sink your teeth into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know where that has left me is that I have watched... All of the Grey's Anatomy that there is on Netflix in a period of six months. And how many yeah. seasons? And that is 14 seasons. And I did do the math on that, and that means that I have spent two full weeks of the last six months <laughs> just watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I mean, it's a commitment nice. and a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm like proud of that. Absolutely. And I, and this, I is, this is a safe round table. It is. is. Yeah, okay. There's no judgment here. Literally round. Yeah. Literally. Literally. And you know what, to, to be fair to me, mm-hmm. I do, I am like a master of the art of like, I'm doing everything else in my life while I'm watching a television That's show. true. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. True. yeah. So, there is that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like, for me, like, I'm always someone who like, has to be like, sitting down and like, my full divided, undivided mm-hmm. attention is right. like, spent on the, on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do like, 
noise in the background, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm yeah. watching Grey's, I'm watching Grey's. If I'm watching right. The Sopranos, I'm watching The Sopranos, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, unfortunately. It's good. I'm just... You're it's, kind just, it's hard when it's yeah. so many dudes. It's also yeah. very violent. Dudes dudes. It's a lot of dudes. Yeah. Dudes yeah. beating up dudes. Yeah. Have you just heard about the final episode of Sopranos? I've never heard. Okay, I don't... Don't, I don't, tell, don't tell us. It sounds... Absolute bananas. I, yeah. I can't wait for you to get there so that I can talk <laughs> about it having never watched the show. Perfect. <laughs> also, this is not a spoiler-free episode. Sorry no, to anyone true. who hasn't watched the last 14 seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also sorry to anyone who listened to the past 10 minutes of us talking and is now devastated. Yes. I don't think we really got into anything that's no, really that so. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a spoiler on The Walking Dead, certainly. Yeah, certainly I so. Guess at least not. A spoiler that Christina leaves. But, I mean, I feel like we can all see that coming. It's been, it's been I mean, Yeah. Killing it's, the show is still yeah. on. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is still it's, on. You know, it's on and is it thriving? Yes. Uh, it's making money? It's, yeah. it's Ellen printing Pompeo. money, certainly I would say. Certainly Ellen Pompeo is making mm, money. Thank yes. God. Ellen Pompeo. Okay. Let's go into another part of this conversation. Mm. And that part is Rose and Thorn, a term that Hannah just introduced to me and I am <laughs> now absolutely obsessed with. Every rose has a thorn. <laughs> Take it away on the description of Rose and Thorn, please. Okay, <laughs> so Rose and Thorn, Rosencrantz, Guildenthorn, is about what's what's mm. the shining moment? Like what is what are you excited for in the springtime? Mm. And then what just kind of like undercuts that, you know? Like what draws blood for you? What do you mm. love? What do you hate? What draws blood wow. for you? Mm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Title of your next novel. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, buy I that love that. that. I would buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That's a Harlequin novel waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So shall we, Callum, would you like to start us off? Mm. Oh, what draws blood for me? Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, what is your, your rose? Pain? Like, what is your rose? Like, what do you absolutely What's adore? blooming? What draws blood? In the world of grace. In the world of grace. And please do not forget that we are later going to talk about specific characters. So you don't, don't go into characters right now, okay? Don't yeah. go into the char- We know it's George. We okay, know we all know it's George. George. <laughs> Everybody's story is George. My rose, George. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Get out of my house. An unpopular opinion. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I ever have like one singular moment. There are just like a lot of. But not even like a moment, but just like a, an aspect of the show that you mm. like really, mm. really love, and like a quality about it, mm. and then like a quality or like something that goes on that you really disagree with or really find just like irksome. I mean, this is like this is tough. Okay. Um, mm. I think. There's like these huge like arcs that like Sean is always thinking about, mm-hmm. and so you're like kind of going through the sh- the show, and there's like small moments, but then there's like things just that that, that come to a head and that are just like right. super satisfying or like super beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're right. like Shonda, like you have such a vision, it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, will I tell you what moments? No, because I can't remember. I just <laughs> have the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Those, of those things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, oh, this is why I watched the show. Right, yeah. Like, kind of you when know? you can see, like, oh, this has been, like, in progress for, like, episodes and episodes, and I kind of was, like, along for the ride, and now I see, like, all the pieces coming yeah. together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Or even just, like, um, Christina's getting married to Burke. Yes. Mm. I mean, even even, the, even before, like, the arc of them Their just relationship. Covering yeah. up Burke's, like, travel. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
beautiful, bananas. beautiful yeah. work. Um, <laughs> but then, like, when she, like, uh, when the wedding's called off. Mm-hmm. The fucking eyebrows. Eyebrows. I forgot about the eyebrows, but I'm thinking about when they go back to the apartment and she's like, he's gone. Like, oh, everything's great. gone. Yeah. And then just her just, like, just feeling so suffocated and, like, in this mm-hmm. dress. And she's like, get it off, get it off. And mm-hmm. she's, like, screaming and crying. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like this, like, moment. Like, I mean. It's very cathartic. Like, it is. Sandra Oh would also yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. kind of that performance. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. So, so I also just, like, maybe just, like, the incredible performances from, like, mm-hmm. all these actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, Sandra Oh in that moment was just, like, like there were so many yeah. layers to it. Um, also, like, the moment from that scene that always sticks out to me is a moment of, like, when she just says, damn it, over and over again. And yeah. I feel like that's a really, like, you have to yeah. honestly be, like, a very skilled performer to pull that off. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, like, not, frankly, no shade to any writer on that episode, but, like, that's not really, like, a realistic, like, people don't yeah. do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's a pretty It's a pretty, stylized. like, stylized moment. Yeah. But Sandra Oh, like, does it, and it's mm. believable. So yeah. And yeah. I always think about that, damn it. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. and her body language, it's kind of, like, Greek myth style. Like, she's lost everything. Yeah. Something's been taken away from yeah. her. Like, yeah. she'll never get it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so then, what, do you have a thorn, then? Like, mm. what would be your thorn? It doesn't have to be related to that, but... No... I mean, not to bring up George. <laughs> you can, you can say George is your thorn. George can be your thorn. Yeah. Every George has its thorn. Yeah. Every <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it's not so much George, but it is sort of the some of the some of the weaker writing right. choices yeah. in that show often involves yeah. George. It's like mm-hmm. a little contrived. He just ends up being this like character, like yeah. that whole thing with like George and Callie. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. just like. We didn't need that. They use him very strangely. And they, they like, kind of, he, yeah, like, flits from thing to thing very strangely because they're like, well, what are we going to do with George? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, I remember, um, I don't know if it was, like, season two, um, but Bailey's, like, having her baby. Amazing, oh yeah. She's like, I'm mm. having my baby. I'm waiting for my husband, who also just happens to be in a car accident. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Classic. And then, like, George is, like, trying to help Bailey, like, to yeah. build a, the baby. Yeah. And, um, they just like have this sort of like bonding moment where it was just like, I was like, okay, this is like this is George, like this is the best of George. Mm-hmm. This should be George all the time. Yeah, and George is not like that all the time. George yeah. makes me wonder if he auditioned for someone else, mm-hmm. and they were like, we like you, we'll keep you around. You're not right for that. Here's a character, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right character. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. What if George like auditioned to play Derek Shepard? That's oh my god! So <laughs> they were like. <laughs> Um, I feel like my rose and my mm. thorn are very interconnected. And the mm. rose is that I love that kind of every man on the show, kind of excluding Alps Karev, has, like, their purpose in the show is really to further the story arcs of the women in the show. Mm. Like, I feel like mm. almost every man in the entire show is, like, you know, even Burke, he's, like, there because Christina is having her arc with Burke. Not because, yeah. like, he has his own individual, like, story. That's true. And maybe that's, I've been, it's been too long since I watched it, but I feel like more so than Burke having his own plot points, it's about Christina and how she relates to Burke. And right. kind of yeah. similarly with Meredith and Derek, like, obviously Derek mm-hmm. has his whole thing with Addison, but kind of Derek is, like, more about Addison and Meredith than yeah. he is about Derek. Yeah, that's true. 
And I love that about the show. I love that, and you know, I you know, I just absolutely adore Alex Karev, and I think that he mm. has become. I think he's kind of started off obviously as like a shitty person and he like really grew and I feel like he maybe yeah. started off as maybe being more like well how does Izzy relate to Alex and how does Christina relate to Alex and what does that tell us about Izzy and Christina yeah yeah but then he kind of morphed into this like oh he's like so damaged and he's like so sweet of heart and he's just the gold mm. he's just like the most tender-hearted golden yeah. boy and I love him so much when he cries when he cries when he takes his shirt off and does <laughs> he cries skin with that cry. baby Oh my goodness. <sighs> it's true. And I just, so I finished all that's on Netflix and I was just rewatching the, like a couple episodes of the first season last night. Yeah. Classic. Um, <laughs> and he is just, he has just grown so much as a person in 14 seasons. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he just like, his whole story now revolves around like this like wanting to commit to Joe and like wanting... Mm -hmm to be for, there for her and like her refusing him again and again and him just coming back for more and just being like but Joe let me marry you but when like if you're not ready now that's fine I'm gonna just keep this ring mm -hmm. and when you're ready you let me know Joe and like <laughs> just like the best oh I love him anyway that's a tangent set aside for myself <laughs> perhaps Alice yeah. Karev is the rose but mm -hmm. at the same time I feel like the thorn of the show is also just all of the men of the show <laughs> Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Yeah. And like almost because they are all there to serve the plot of the women, they are also like really shitty all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Derek Shepard is frankly a little slime ball and I hate everything he does. <laughs> also yeah. his name is Derek. His name is Derek. It's a terrible name. He's <laughs> such an idiot. He never gives Meredith time to process anything. He's never like there for her. He never understands what she's going through. The season in which he dies uh, is also the season in which he cheats on her and then never says anything to her about it and it never becomes a plot point, but he does cheat on her. Mm. Classic terror. And it's just like absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I find Derek so frustrating and Meredith deserves so much better. Mm -hmm. And she's always yeah. talking about he's her great love, he's her great love. Like she won't have and now yeah. because he's dead she's like I'm not gonna have another love like that was my love that was yeah. my great love oh man it's like Meredith <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more out there for you yeah. and perhaps his name is Andrew DeLuca and that's all I gotta say this mm. is Scott Foley right no DeLuca okay Scott I keep Foley. hearing DeLuca DeLuca no none of you know who DeLuca is no and mm. that is my cross to bear but he is, he's like an intern who comes in in like season 13. Oh, he's like, okay, he's like the hunk that... He's the hunky like intern. Right he comes like, like right... Tail of the yeah. The hunk that built. Mm -hmm. And he is like... Yeah. He's the hunk that Shonda built. He's the <laughs> hunk that we deserve, honestly. He also is Italian, and his, he has a sister who is like a bisexual lady who's very mm -hmm. fun. She's a bisexual OBGYN. Mm -hmm who has a little bit of a thing with Arizona. Oh. And she has a full Italian accent. Very Italian woman. Absolutely Italian. DeLuca, just absolutely not. No Italian accent. <laughs> we barely hear that he's Italian, and I believe he was not meant to be Italian. Uh -huh. And then in the second, the second season of him being on the show, they I were see. like, well, we have to... Who's Jasmine. this gonna be? We're just well. He he's like the Italian American, and she's like, yeah. I never did move. Yeah. Maybe. 
it's like they mo- he is like m- significantly younger than her and they moved to America when he was like okay. a baby and okay. so like I guess theoretically fine it makes sense but, the but it is, is so great it's so sense. unbelievable and also she does not look that much older than him and it's just like very strange and like bizarre. Alex Karev in Made in Manhattan when he is supposed to be a child oh my goodness exactly like that exactly yeah. like that and also when J-Lo is supposed to be Italian, yeah. and it's like, but why? They never let her be a Latina woman. And it's just like, please. <laughs> um, but yes, my rose is how the men let the women shine, mm-hmm. and my thorn is how the men are so stupid and annoying all the time. Yeah, I think that's very fair. All right, well, I guess I'm doing a thing where I want to figure out what my rose and thorn are, but I'm just very interested to hear everybody else's <laughs> rose and thorn, so I feel like I keep getting thrown off track. So I'm just, I don't know if this is my end, I'll be all rose yeah, and yeah. thorn, but just what comes to me in the yeah. moment. Yeah, there's an entire um, garden of roses and thorns. Oh, yeah, truly. Really. that's true. It's a long show. There are lots of roses and lots of thorns. <laughs> 15 seasons. Um, but I kind of, my rose and my thorn are the monologues. Mm. Just the moralistic Shut monologues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sometimes they are just so delicious. And yeah. juicy, and I love it. And they're self-righteous in the best way. Yeah. And it just feels really like, mm. especially if they're telling off somebody who truly needs to be told off. Like, yeah. I think Christina has had some really great, oh my gosh. great monologues. Also, Christina's are so good because she is so succinct as a like character. Yeah. So her monologues aren't like she doesn't do it that often. Yeah. Also. And they're also like quite short often, they and they're are. just like. So yeah, like I think my favorite one is probably the one where um, Owen, boo, Owen, but anyway, boo, Owen. Um, <laughs> Owen is kind of getting introduced, getting intertwined, they're starting to have a vibe, and they're on like the same case or whatever, and then they're in the sex room, aka sleeping quarters, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, <laughs> and uh, he's like just giving her shit, being like, you don't, you're so cold, like you don't even know what's the name of your patient, and then she's like, let me tell you a little something. Quietly closes the door behind her. Yeah, I love this And moment. then she explains her kind of main narrative, which we don't yeah. hear that often in the show, which is like about her dad dying and how she was trying to hold his chest closed while waiting for the ambulance and the car crash. And that's why she's... And she like felt him die because she felt his heart she stop felt in his her heart, own hand. And that's what she's a heart surgeon. Yeah. And it's like, oh, mm, so good. And then she like leaves by being like, his name is Tom. I love, okay, because he, oh so my gosh, I just remembered that in that yeah. moment, Owen is like mad at her because he thinks she's just trying to win a contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you just win all the contests, like blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, she's mm-hmm. like, I have held my father's heart while he died and that's why I'm the best and that's why I win the contest. Yeah, and then exactly. And she walks away. Oof. Oh, I it's love it. It's so delicious. Yeah, it's shot. probably like I one know. of the best. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's kind of like the best moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. It's Christina so is just like, she is good at her job yeah. and she will not let anyone mm-hmm. tell her she's not yeah. Yeah. because she's the best. Yeah. 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 And she just is and we see her prove it time and time again yeah. but she's still a human being and like after the trauma of the shooting, she steps out for a bit because yeah. she is dealing with PTSD and it's very real. And oh, it's just so good. 
That's getting into Christina now. But anyway, okay, that's a rose monologue. of the monologue. So the roses, like, sometimes they're so good. They're so yeah. delicious. And sometimes they're so bad. Mm. Um, I find sometimes I don't like them because I'm just like, this is the fifth monologue this yeah. episode. <laughs> or it's just like kind of, they aren't really saying anything that new to me. Or honestly, often I guess it's based on the character. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of Izzy's monologues I uh, found frustrating. Yeah. Also... Owen or Derek, the odd times they've monologued, I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. um, Although, like, the best, like, monologue is, like, see, like episode two. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, just, I just rewatched that episode last like, night. She does have some good ones. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's the only one, though, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are ones where it's, like, I'm tired of her monologue because she's, like, I will not, uh, what was it? It was, like, Owen brought a bunch of pigs in to like yeah. practice on and Pick she's her. like how Pick dare her. I ever and I'm like true I wouldn't want to cut up a pig but also like I don't need to hear a whole monologue about it. I don't know but then there are times <laughs> when it does make sense when she's talking about her childhood or like being a woman and people not you know yeah stuff like that but I don't know I, I think a good example of bad monologues would be like Derek and he's so moralistic all yeah. the time yet he doesn't have to live by his morals really yeah. I don't know. And that's, I hate Derek so much. Yeah, and they try and do the thing where, like, oh, he's black and white, and that's why he's that way, because he's so... And that's mm-hmm. why Meredith is good for him, because she sees all the shades gray. of gray. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, you know, I feel like he had a monologue. Where I'm at at the show is where they were doing a trial for Alzheimer's, and they're also trying to adopt oh my gosh, oh, yes. cutie cutie baby um, Zola. Zola. Yeah, and... Uh, he, she like switches out one of the tests to make sure that their, you know, oh dear God, friend Adele. gets the actual medication. Oh, I hate Adele. Yeah, <laughs> but like we get why she did it, and ultimately it didn't kill Adele. You know, But anyway, I think Eric, I, or Eric, Derek <laughs> has some kind of a monologue there where he's like, you know, like you should be fired. I'm like, yeah. Mm. And yeah. I just it I I just didn't believe it and I didn't like it. Yeah. And didn't agree with it. But it you know, they go on. But anyway, so that's my Rosenthal. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Nothing better than a good end of episode monologue set over mm. Seattle scene set under song. Yeah. That launches mm. someone's career. Yeah. Maybe Nora Jones. Mm. Maybe it's Nora Jones. True. Yeah. Also I will just uh just a Yeah. Another rose of the show. Mm. It's just the use of song is score mm-hmm. yes except for Although, the musical episode you know what also sure. we do <laughs> get into a really dark period around season 10 Wait, is, that, is that the one where like there's like covers of like AC it's songs? only covers of 80s songs <laughs> like, oh my gosh like <laughs> it's and and it's like you're listening to a shondalog you're listening to like meredith have a really deep moment but it's like literally like a rick roll but like acoustic it's absolutely <laughs> insane right right oh there, just like genuinely upsetting to the <laughs> point right yeah. well like for like several seasons there's like a, like always like it's a some good strong choice. yeah like yeah smart choices mm-hmm. in, in music yeah um, yeah what are you rosing for hannah my rose would be the closely wrought friendships mm-hmm. for sure 
Um, even with people where it's like it's unexpected friendships, like maybe yeah. an intern makes friends with like Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they have a moment where like, you know, they're just both under pressure and they're like, we have to do this together. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just like, it really gets you every single time. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, in order for a hospital to function, you do have to work together. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's very like, it's, it's, they're also ex- like happy about like what, or not happy, but like passionate about what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so good. But like the best example of friendship is Meredith and Christina mm-hmm. and like I mean yeah. Meredith is the one like helping Christina like take off her dress she's like yeah. holding her yeah. so tight yeah. she's like I have you no yeah. matter what like yeah. you are my person yeah. and, and there's a reason why that phrase is the one that like sticks in the minds of like even people who haven't seen Grace like yeah yeah and like even like the context of like that that quote was like just Christina like having her be like a contact on like paperwork when she was like going into um have her abortion yeah yeah but then it's but it's still like so so powerful yeah Yeah. uh yeah especially since christina like christina is no nonsense christina like does not cut corners and just for her to be like no like because she's not like a cold person christina feels no you know yeah yeah um and i would say my thorn that I mean I did stop watching around season eight and I mm. think that may have been when streaming services happened <laughs> um, and I stopped kind of watching TV live mm-hmm. possibly um, but I would say my thorn is that all the men are self-important but they don't do the work Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, Derek is supposed to be like this amazing surgeon, but he cannot keep his personal life out of the operating room. He yeah, can't he do cannot. it. Yeah. And I understand and he has it is a show. To prove it. Exactly. She hands him the scalpel backwards. Sorry to interrupt you. No. This is Rose, right? It's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> that he just, like, he just cannot keep it. Out, you know, yeah. and he honestly also can't just like keep his dick in his pants, and that just like, translates to every aspect of his life. It's true. true, and it really has a lot to do with his hair. I think <sighs> he's like so happy he did not go bald, like as a character. Oh my gosh, I don't know Patrick Kelsey as a person, but like as a character, he's like, I did not go bald. I am God's son. I'm the king of yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, you know, but also I agree with Rachel that you know the men like they drive, they help yeah. drive the plot for the women. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, but it does mean that you have to put up with like a lot of shit. Oh my god! Yeah, because they are constantly being shit disturbers in order for the women to grow, and it's like in in a way like what could be more real than that? Yeah, yeah. it's realistic. Well, it like just, you're you're just trying to do your job, and there's yeah. like a million shitty dudes. It makes me think of that amazing monologue with Christina. Yeah. After she leaves the room, fucking Owen is just like fine scotch yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. like comparing single malt scotch, single malt scotch. <laughs> yeah. and it's just like oh my god she's so complex and amazing and you're just like reducing her reducing to her weird... to this weird like way you measure women like she's not like other women she's a refined and also like how scotch. dare you call her scotch like she could be a cosmo if she wanted to be fuck scotch yeah I agree. it's true Ugh. yeah sorry to interrupt there are other complex no. things in the world like, how about human beings, Owen Hunt? Fuck. Great. Honestly, the biggest thorn, and we'll get into this, but Owen Hunt. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, okay, when you think about Grey's Anatomy, yeah. mm-hmm. like, what is the first scene that pops into your mind right now? Like, it doesn't even have to be the most Grey's Anatomy scene that you can think of, but, like, what is mm-hmm. the scene? It's when Burke left in the towel. Oof. Mm. 
Sorry, what? When Burke left the <laughs> towel in someone's Inside of a lady's oh, body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, that really fucked me up. It, it. That's yeah, early that on can too. happen. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like, you know, yeah. Christina being devastated at the wedding, very close second. But at first, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, yeah. like, this is insane. Because often when you're watching Grey's Anatomy, you're not actually thinking about the medical procedures. Yeah. <laughs> at it's all. True. Like, at all. Yeah. But that really drew me back to reality. Yeah. God. For sure. And the way he handles it, too, is funny, because he's kind of like, in a weird way, sort of downplaying it. I feel like he's like, yeah, yeah it looks like even gods can make mistakes. <laughs> and it's like, you left a towel in a lady. <laughs> in her. In her body. What's yeah. going on? And like, not to continue to harp on how shitty the men are, but Burke sucks. Burke does suck. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> and I like that they like kind of show that more after he's gone. Yeah, Because I feel like true. when he's there, they try to yeah. sort of like humanize him or like make things seem more even. But once he's gone, I feel like Christina has some good narratives where yeah. she's like hearing about successes that he's having and she's like dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And Well, a wild yeah. thing that happens, which none of you have watched, is that Christina actually like goes to Burke's hospital in Stockholm, oh. I think it is. Yeah. And... um. And she, he, like, lures her there under false pretenses, essentially. Like, she doesn't know it's Burke. Oh. And then, because she's been doing this, like, really, like, groundbreaking heart mm. trial. Mm. And I, of course, remember every detail of the science of this heart trial. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it's a heart trial for children. Okay. Mm. And <laughs> she gets, like, nominated for Harper Avery. Oh. She's, like, doing yes. all this amazing stuff. But she doesn't get the Harper Avery. Mm. And she's kind of, like, devastated, and she doesn't really know what to do. She goes to Stockholm for this, like, conference, and then it's mm. Burke's hospital, and he's, like, running this really intense cardiothoracic, like, research wing of this intense mm. hospital. And he's like, I need you here. I need someone to be, like, my eyes and ears on the ground. Like, I need someone amazing in this hospital, and that person is you. And, like, I have a wife and family now. Like, this oh is no false pretense, but I need you here. And that's, like, why Christina leaves, because she goes to Stockholm to be the head of this, like, amazing cardiothoracic oh. research center in Stockholm. Oh, okay. Um, which I find absolutely hilarious, and the best part of that whole storyline is all oh. the green screens. Oh, my gosh. And it's just, like, a lot of Burke and Christina, and then, like, a green screen of, like, Stockholm. Oh, my goodness. very funny. That oh. is very funny, but also, like, I guess I'll get there, but wild to me that she would do that. I mean, I would think that she wouldn't want to be like, I mean, even though it's a great opportunity, like to kind of be back working with Burke. Seems but like it's, I, from what I remember, I like a it's not, time it's a lot of times passed. And also like, it's not really like she's working with him. It's like, he right. wants to go like be a family man and like, I see. kind of like, they're not going to be working together. It's just that like, oh, okay. he funded it or something. I don't know. So yeah. I feel like Sean has a soft spot for Christina and yeah. did not want to give her like a horrible death as yeah, a write-off. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. good write-off. Is Sandra like, O was like, I cannot yeah. physically do this show anymore. It has been 11 years of my yeah. life. Yeah. Sean was like, all right. <laughs> I got you, bro. I, I've heard mm-hmm. that Christina is very much like modeled after Sean herself. Oh my God. Oh, yes. so she was like, that. she like very much like writes Christina with like her Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's like, why she's so flashy. Like, I want to like, believe that because I would love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Do you have a scene? A scene that comes to my mind. Um, I have been just thinking about Addison 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like so upsetting that she was only there for like two seasons. Yeah, she's so um, great. Will I get into private practice? I don't like know. Like maybe we all need to get into private practice. It probably gets mm-hmm. like, I heard it gets weird. I have to say that I have not jumped into it for the sole reason that it has like Amelia Shepard, Derek's sister, is one of the main characters mm-hmm. in private practice. And mm-hmm. I find, and not yeah. to like, I don't mean to be like genuinely catty about this actress, but I just <laughs> hate looking at her face. And like, she's so annoying to watch perform. Right. In the way that Christina is like, I just want to watch her do her craft. Yeah. Amelia Shepard is like, I never want to look at her. I know, like, you have been to improv camp so many times in your life, and I just can't handle watching you do that anymore. Yeah. But, so are you thinking of the scene, scene? the famous scene where Addison appears? There's like the first, like, appearance, there's like, just like the drama, like, I'm Mm. from New York, and white fur, and like, just dark lip. Yeah. Or like red lip, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like, like I'm Madison, and you're screwing my husband. Yeah. It was like you're like, this is a character I should hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like she's yeah. like cheating on her husband, and she's yeah. like coming to Seattle. Um, to mess so up like, Derek and Meredith, our favorite couple. We have to have to be mm-hmm. together. Right, right. And then yeah. you're kind of like, oh, but Madison's cool. Mm-hmm. Derek is the problem. Derek is the um, problem. Yes, <laughs> always. She really could have, like, they really could have messed up her character. Mm. Yeah, totally. And yeah. maybe because she was on for so short, she like made an impact, and they didn't have a chance to to fuck it up. Fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, like when I think about Addison, I think about Mark Sloan, and then I'm just happy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love. <laughs> Speaking of like, the three good men on Grey's Anatomy, Alex Karev, mm. Jackson Avery, Mark Sloan. Yeah. I love Mark Sloan so much, and yeah. I just Addison so, and Mark Sloan are like kind of together in my mind. It's just like a great era of Grey's was when yeah. they were both on the show, and it was just like everything's so dramatic and so fun and kind of sexy, and like I love Mark. Yeah, yeah. it's a mixed steamy household. Yeah, this is a mixed steamy household true. for sure. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have a scene, Hannah, that you like really think of? Well, she did. She said I, the I towel. Said the sponge. You said the sponge. The towel. She the towel. Yeah. I wanted to procrastinate mine. I can do mine if you want to procrastinate. Yeah, do yours. yours. The shooting. The shooting. Wow. Honestly, the shooting wiped everything else clean mm-hmm. from my head. Probably before I would have said like, "There's one scene where Alex Krev cries," and I remember pausing <laughs> it and like taking pictures of his face. <laughs> crying. So I, like, I remember that you sent them to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the shooting. Oh my gosh, I was just the two episodes. I guess I was just on the edge of my seat the whole mm-hmm. time, and I just, I just spoke to the power of how effectively the show makes you care about all of the characters. Even, honestly, the characters that do die that you don't really care that much about, because mm-hmm. I kind of knew, I still cared about them. And it was just so shocking, because before that point, nothing like that had ever happened on the show. Yeah. So, like, there had been, oh, it's a huge disaster, like, all these people died on the dock, or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, nothing where our people yeah. were actually all in danger like that. And it was just... And also, talking about planting everything in mm-hmm. like the shooter is I don't want to spoil too much for Callum but the, okay yeah. <laughs> the shooter yeah. is a guy who they they build it up for like over a season basically yeah. before he mm-hmm. actually does the shooting where his wife died because she had signed the papers to say that she didn't want to be kept on life support mm-hmm. um and then the doctors had to then do that but he didn't want them to do that so he felt like they were murdering his wife basically and then later on, he tries to sue them, and it's very emotional, but he ultimately doesn't have a case yeah. because it's all extremely legal, what happened. 
And then he goes and he's trying to kill Derek, but he is just shooting every which way. And yeah. it was just so... Yeah. The, the wife that died is uh, Patrick Dempsey's real wife. Really? Yes. Wow. Is she? She is. She, I, I thought she was older. a very old woman. But maybe mm-hmm. we need to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I, there's one particular part that really sticks out to me, though when I think of the shooting is uh, one of the characters, one of the newer characters dies because he asks if he's a surgeon. He says yes, and then he shoots him because he has this vendetta against surgeons. Mandy Moore is playing dead in the hospital bed because she's there for her stoma. Um, So she's playing dead in bed. And Miranda... We all love, we love Miranda. Mm-hmm. Oh we my goodness. So she, first off, when they're in the room and they realize that a shooting is occurring, Miranda's the one who's like, you hide. You play dead under the bed. She puts the covers yeah. over her and then she hides underneath the cot. And then, this is spoilsies, but, so he goes and he finds the guy who hid in the bathroom, shoots him, comes out, is slowly walking around, like we see his shoes like squeaking on the ground. And then he pulls Miranda out from under the bed by her feet. And it just the sound of her squeaking against and the her, floor. And her, like, little hand. And she's just yeah. so small. She's, she's such so a small, small woman. And then he's, like, pointing a gun at her. And she's it's just such an amazing acting yeah. job. She's an amazing actress. And she lies and says she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't shoot her. And it's just, they really make you think he might shoot her. And when I was watching it, I was like, if they kill Bailey, I will sue. I was so <laughs> upset. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Crazy. It's a very intense episode. Yeah. A pair of episodes. Yeah. And I feel like... And then I like afterwards that everybody's kind of recuperating from it in a different way. And Mm -hmm. it kind of shows their different Mm -hmm. characters. And, you know, Karev is very, like... He has his guards up about it and is acting like it's not affecting him at all. But he's afraid of elevators. Because he dragged his bleeding body into an elevator. Yeah. In that episode. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, and, you know, and then, of course, Christina's dealing with that trauma for quite some time, and that really, you know, adds to her. I mean, I feel like that's also the only good Omen moment is in that episode, when he's, like, talking to Meredith, and he can see that the shooter is pointing his gun at at Christina's head while she's trying to save Derek, Mm -hmm. and he's just like, I'm just gonna go see if they need any help. Yeah. And he walks in to the room. Yeah. And that's when you're like glad that he's an army man for yeah. the first time yeah, in the, the entire first show. Time. <laughs> and the last time. And the last, and the last time, time because frankly, Owen's plot lines with the mm-hmm. army just get more and more contrived and incredibly yeah. strange. And and then just in that same scene, it's like again, like really giving the characters a chance to shine. Like Christina is performing a complex heart surgery on mm. Derek, literally with a gun to her head, telling her to stop, and she's still doing it and she's mm-hmm. crying, but she's doing it properly. And then Avery, who's assisting her, is so smart, smart that he figures out a way to solve the situation. Pulls off those sensors. Yeah, and there's like feminist icon, the nurse, <laughs> a sweet older woman who she's just like a little old lady, nurse, little old lady like, who like when the shooter looks away for a second, she like passes him the scalpel like so fast, <laughs> and it's just like, who is yeah, she? Really like, funny. give her a line. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. 
So I feel like Grey's Anatomy deals with, maybe not in like a small scale, because sometimes things will happen like a che- cheating scandal or whatever, mm-hmm. and they yeah. never address it again. Yeah. But on a big scale, like the large arc of the series, the next yeah. series is about the fallout of that. Yeah. And then like they continue, and it yeah. like makes so much sense, and you're yeah. like, yes, like this is truly where the drama comes from. There are like moments in like season 13 where like new characters who have been on the show, you know, they're new, but they've been on the show for like three seasons and then they like just learn about the plane crash Mm -hmm. and it's like the funniest, simultaneously like so good and so funny because it's like, well, why, you know, I've had a tough flight too, Meredith. Like, why are you blah, blah, blah. Like one time I had really bad turbulence and she's like, oh yeah. All of my friends and I crashed on our plane and my husband almost died. Yeah. How Boom. many times does Derek almost die? Honestly, not not enough times. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that I think the scene right now, the one that I'm thinking about the most, mm-hmm. is a scene from season 13 or 14. And it's when Meredith wins her Harper Avery Award. Oh, I'm glad. That's and good it to was hear. Like such a sweet because um, as Callum is nodding his head because we both are very devoted to Nicole's Grace Anatomy the podcast, <laughs> and she just like had has just spoken about it on the podcast, and it was like right mm-hmm. after I watched it that I heard her talk about it, and it's so emotional because she decides that she can't go to the ceremony because she has to perform surgery. Because also, like, the most hilarious thing is that there are, like, three interns from another hospital come in, and it's, like, supposedly they're, like, Izzy, Georgia, and Christina, and they, like, look like them, which they don't, Um, but it's fine. And the girl who is, like, Christina, Mm quote-unquote, is, like, in a really, she's in a really bad spot, and she, like, Mm -hmm. begs Meredith, she's like, you think I look like your friend? Well, treat me like I am your friend. Like, I need to live, like... I need you to do this for me. Like, you are Meredith Grey, like, god of surgery, but I need you to treat me like I'm just your best friend. And it's so much. And then so Meredith has to stay at the hospital instead of going to the Harper Avery ceremony. And they kind of, like, live stream it into the... (laughs) Into the, like, (laughs) operating theater. Oh, my goodness. And it's really funny. And, um... Then she wins, and, like, she looks up into the gallery, and everyone's clapping, and then there's, like, the ghost of Ellis Gray is clapping for her. Oh, my goodness. Shut up. And it's so emotional, and she's wearing her, like, What is this? Mamma Mia, here we go again? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. She's wearing Derek's, like, fairy boat scrub cap. She's, like, watching as her mom, like, for the first time in her life, like, applauds her. Oh, my gosh. It's so emotional. And it's, like, the thing that I've been thinking about the most with Grace right now because, like, kind of just from learning more about Ellen Pompeo and, like, how, what an amazing person she is and how much she's had to fight for herself and, like, fight for others. Yeah. I have just, like, really come from a place where in, like, season one where I was like, oh, I like the show, but Meredith sucks to, like, Mm. a point where I'm like, I literally love Meredith so much. Yeah. And she's been through so So much. much. And, like, now going back and rewatching season one, and I'm just like, Meredith, my sweet, sweet baby, like, you just did not know what yeah. you were doing, and you had been, like, living such a life of neglect. Yeah. To now when she's, like, such a self-actualized, like, mother of three, oh. amazing woman who just, like, takes care of everyone around her, and then she just has this, like, amazing moment where she can understand within herself that her mother would have been proud of her. <sighs> It's a lot. And I, it's love, so I just yeah. love Meredith so much. And, like, 
I credit about 65% of that to Ellen Pompeo and like learning more mm. about how amazing Ellen Pompeo is. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to get into the heavy shit. Oh man. <laughs> heavier than heavier than what? Heavier than everything we've been talking about oh. because what is the most devastating death to you that you've seen on Christmas? Right. Mm. Certainly not Georgia's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bye. No, yeah. You're like, bye bye, George. And then he's like in his little like army uniform yeah. or whatever. You didn't even go. You didn't, you didn't even that's get there. You did not even get there. Not even halfway. And I feel like a different group of people would be like, and how devastating for George. But yeah. we're just like, fuck you. No. Like, we empty promises, George. Opinions, you can't but... even serve your country right. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> he never even wore a uniform. Yeah, I hate so. it. Not that I'm like, how dare you steal valor? Like, talking, yeah. but I just. I don't know. I like the thing about Mark Sloan and the thing about Mark Sloan's death is oh. that you don't think he's going to die. That's true. He has like a surge. Mm. And he's like doing really well, and then everyone's like, "It's a surge." And then some people are like, "It's not a surge. It's not a surge. Like he's just fine." Mm. And Callie's there with their baby. Oh my goodness. And he's just like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've only even watched it once because I've never been able to rewatch it, so I can't even like totally remember. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like so devastating because Lexi just died too, mm. on in the in the plane crash famously. Mm-hmm. And their love was so real. And then it's kind of, so it's kind of like number one, it's devastating. I love Mark Sloan and I'm so sad that he's gone. But number two, it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, like perfect. Now they can be together. Now they can be together. It's like at the end of West Side Story. Mm. The saddest part is that Maria doesn't get to die. That's mm. true. She has to go on living without Tony. Mm. Mark and Lexi get to be together forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's probably the most devastating one to me. I feel like at the time when I was watching it, so little, young, uh, when you find out that Danny is dead. Yeah. Because I got very attached to like him and mm, Izzy, yeah. and they, they had like a, yeah. maybe if I rewatched this now, I would not feel the same. But when I was ten, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like you know, she's kind of got this hard shell, and yeah. he's like cracking through, and he's very funny and very sweet, and it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. which Walking Dead, yikes! But <laughs> there's their crossover, yeah. Uh, yeah. But in Grey's Anatomy, it's just like you know. They have a really pleasant chemistry, and you want it yeah. to be okay. Yeah. You really do want him to be okay so that they can just, like, be together. Yeah. You just want yeah. them to be together. Because you kind of want, like, Izzy is kind of, she's kind of difficult as a yeah. person, but... Yeah, but, like, she's lovable. She's, like, lovable and fun. You're like, oh, maybe something works out for her. Just kidding. It's a tumor in her brain. It's a hallucination. Yeah. He's dead. He's, like, stumble dead. He's straight up dead. Also, just, like, the classic Shonda thing of, like, every tragedy has, like, layers of tragedy. So it's not, it's, like, the saddest it could possibly be. Yeah. So yeah. it's, like, Izzy's, like, well, I could have, if I hadn't changed my dress, like, I would have been here and I could have saved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, oh, my fucking God. And I actually just changed my mind mm-hmm. about the most devastating death. And we're all going to be shocked. Because, actually, to me, the most devastating death is Derek. Mm-hmm. Because he... 
has a brain bleed. Oh. And he's in the hospital, and they're in a bad hospital. And nobody oh can, like, figure out. Everyone's like, we're going to skip the CT because everything else is more important. And it's like, a, he is, a, like, awake the entire time, but he can't speak because he has a brain bleed. And he knows oh everything that they're doing wrong because he's a fucking neurosurgeon. Yeah. Oh and he's like, here's what's happening. I can't speak. This is why. I can't do this. This is why. I have a brain bleed. Take me to CT. You have time for the CT. I need it. Get the neurosurgeon here. He's, like, thinking all of it in his mind. Oh, God. And you are, like, with him in his mind palace, like, hearing him. <laughs> and then, like, the last words you ever hear Derek Shepard say on Grey's Anatomy are, I'm going to die today because these people haven't been trained. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And That's then pretty brutal. It's, yeah. like, so brutal. And then Meredith arrives with her children and the doctor who was the one who wanted the CT but then everyone else like bullied her and not getting it is just like sobbing and Meredith mm. comforts her oh my god oh my gosh I mean that's the power of Meredith so thing. actually I changed my mind that's the most devastating even though I hate Derek and I'm I was happy for him to be gone yeah but like for Meredith's sake and also just like just the classic like the Shonda of like of it. everything yeah. has to be the worst it could possibly be yeah it's rough it's rough what's your death Callum? Well, I'm, I'm at a point where, like, no no one has died. I feel like there aren't that many deaths early on. So I haven't, like, yeah. truly experienced the... The true horror. The, the, the true trauma of it yeah. all. Right. Um, yeah, the only thing was, it's, it's kind of like, is Danny. Yeah. It wasn't so much Danny, it was, like, seeing Izzy, like, on the back yeah. 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 It's just like, ugh. So sometimes it's, like... Characters of just like being devastated. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So affected. Yeah. Uh, by the people around them that are dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of, that makes me think of what mine would be. I because I I'm having trouble thinking of one if yeah. I'm honest. Um, but honestly, not to bring it back to the shooting episode. Yeah. But when that guy dies yeah. in the room, and then Bailey, the whole ep- two episodes is working so hard to save him, and then she and Mandy Moore managed to drag him to the elevators and if they can just get him to an operating room then he'll yeah. be okay but then the elevators are turned off and up until that point Miranda is being so strong and then she just loses it yeah and also before that point when he's like you know bleeding and she's like helping him he's like am I dying am I dying you have to tell me and she's like I would tell you if you were dying and you're not dying but then when the elevators are turned off, she screams and she's flipping out. And Mandy Moore's like, don't scream, don't scream. The shooter's going to hear us. Yeah. And then she like cries and she manages to kind of pull it together again. And then she goes and she sits with him and she cradles his head. And she takes off his mask and he's like, am I dying? And she's like, yes. And it's like, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. And even though I'm not that invested in him as a character. Yeah. Everything that Miranda's going through, it's and just so the much. way that, like you said, that it's written and then it's done. It's the women of it all. Because, yeah. like, we're like saying, like, Derek, but it's actually Meredith. Yeah, yeah, we're saying Denny, but it's Izzy, you yeah. know, this yeah. uh, intern, but it's Bailey, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 And it's like their just reactions, their human reactions. Yeah. And, ugh, it's just also, there's just something so touching. And they do this a lot in Grey's Anatomy, where you have a character who is so, like, mentally strong and also kind of emotionally repressed Mm -hmm. and, like, really, really tough all the time. And so when you do see that crack or they break down their wall for a minute, it's just so impactful because, like, we don't see that often. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially with Bailey. Bailey's nothing but juicy monologues. Oh my god, and Bailey, I remember like when I first started watching the show and I was texting Tom constantly being like, here's what's happening, here's what's happening. And Bailey, like for a long time as I was watching it, I was like, everyone in the show is so fucking ridiculous. Like, nobody ever makes a right decision except for Bailey. Like, yeah. Bailey is the only person who it seems like a real doctor to me. Yeah. Like, she's the yeah. only character who, like, has any common sense. Yeah. For the first, like, three seasons, I would say. Right, yeah. And they yeah. take forever to give her a proper romantic storyline. Because, like, she's and married. Then they but... give her Ben fucking Warren just <laughs> idiot central. <laughs> but I like that she's, like, like, she's kind of, she's happy about it, you know? She's got a little, like, yeah, like she's a little into sneaky him. smile, yeah. you know? And I feel like it takes forever for that to happen. I feel like people were kind of just not giving her, like, any kind of sexual narrative which mm-hmm. maybe in a normal show wouldn't be that big a deal but in Grey's Anatomy like it's every single person has a sexy narrative yeah. going on so it was frustrating that's true yeah yeah. I guess it just wouldn't have been like super juicy because she's like that no nonsense yeah and also kind of like a, 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 an audience vehicle mm. yeah and yeah like uh, like the moral compass and yeah. the grounded like yeah. kind of objectives you know she's yeah. like yeah. And honestly, like, even her and Ben is kind of like, yeah, they have their, like, ups and downs when they're first getting together, but mm-hmm. even so, like, they're, like, way less dramatic than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they get together and they're immediately like, well, we're a married couple, and so we have married couple problems. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he wants to change careers. Well, we'll have to oh, figure that out. <laughs> He's oh my god! I hate oh, Ben. Oh my god! I hate that. Is Ben so her husband much. at the beginning? No, that's okay. Tucker. This is later. Tucker drove Tucker me up a wall. Sucks. I think maybe mm-hmm. we're getting into the next section of your yeah. notes. There okay, the characters. next section is Rose and Thorn, as previous, but with characters only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like my number one Thorn is Owen. Yeah. Like number two George for sure. Right. I also clearly don't like Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I also, yeah. you know what? I would say my number one thorn is Owen, and my number two thorn is April fucking Kepner. Oof, I hate April. Oh, gosh, she's so wet. She's so, so wet. wet. And during the shooting, she is just, oh my gosh, such a useless mess. She's so useless. Yeah. She causes problems. And then, so like, continuing on in April's story, I don't know if you've gotten to the point yet where she's like hella religious. <laughs> She's no, but I believe it. But they like they kind of like change her character. They dye her hair red, and then they're like J.K. I, April she's dyed is like totally red different now. now. Yeah. She's a virgin, but it's not just like because when they first introduced that she's a virgin, it's kind of like she's like kind of ashamed of it. And she yeah, and people wants are like making sex. fun of her about it. And... But no, they totally pivot. April is secretly like one hundred percent hella Christian. Mm. Is a virgin by choice because she wants to. I mean. Yeah. She wants to like preserve herself for marriage. She's so annoying about it all the time. There's a scene in oh the most recent season that I watched where she almost dies and everyone's like trying to save her and Meredith's like very upset by it, which is mm-hmm. like sweet cuz I'm like, "Oh, Meredith, you care about her. She's yeah. so annoying." Mm-hmm. Um and then she like wakes up and she's fine and everyone's like, "Well, you died. Like you died for a minute." And she's like, "No, I didn't die." Like if I had died, I would have met Jesus, and I know I'm meeting him when I die. And then everyone laughs, like, oh, April. Oh, my God. And it's so annoying. And then I feel like there are so many characters in the most recent seasons that none of you really know, but who are very annoying. Yeah. Like uh, Amelia Shepard, who 
I find really, really difficult to watch. And her, all of her storylines revolve around addiction, and it's just, like, extremely tiresome to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, wait. More oh than gosh. any of these people. Recalibrating this list. I was like, you're missing someone. More than any of these people, the <laughs> oh. person I hate most Here we go. is Adele. <laughs> oh, there you go. Adele Weber <laughs> should have died of Alzheimer's sooner. Oh my gosh. I, honestly, she's so <laughs> annoying to me. She's so un... Do your impression. Richard, why aren't you coming home? <laughs> I, it's so real. She's it's here. So <laughs> I, she you entered know. the room. This is a seance, and you are just channeling her. I oh absolutely despise it all. She like, cause like the double whammy, like she, like the writing of, of this character is like so ridiculous. Yeah, she it's just, so. Like, it's always up to like weird stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then secondly, like her, either either like this is like her own acting choices, or, like mm-hmm. the direction of the character. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is so. Um, it just does not fit with the show. No, it does no. not fit. It's like if you were like some sort of like funny character like in a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or you're playing like some sort of like, you know, like you were like an old like actress diva, mm-hmm. and like you're well before yeah. you're after like well past your prime. Fine. And you're like, oh, blah blah, blah my pearls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And whatever. <laughs> I meant exactly. Her pearls my pearls is the most Adele Weber thing you could possibly say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she just kind of sits like this in this unfortunate. Yeah. Um, space on the show. Yeah. Yeah. She also has TV Alzheimer's, so sometimes she's like really very much Alzheimer's, yeah. but sometimes she's like here for a moment of clarity, but it's. Adele, so yeah, that's you take it seriously. True. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No. That is a very real point about TV Alzheimer's, and that is a very real drag of the TV show Grace Anatomy, which yeah. deals with Alzheimer's very frequently and very inaccurately. Oh, Badly yeah. every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never will. Yeah. Do you want some sunglasses, like, like, Hannah? Yes. Yeah, all, let's get some. All the readers at home, Hannah has just her eyes like shut, closed. Absolutely closed shut. shut. We have like sun glaring. Oh my, they're not very good, but it's better than nothing. Thank you. I'm sure they look great on you. I don't. And my fat head. That's fine. They don't fit my head fully either. What sunglasses do? I mean, you know, you get them on Etsy for the look, and then you're like, listen, do they shield my eyes? No. Do they fit my head? No. I'll be wearing them them like this. I will accept no for the question. They look great. They're perfect. Anyway, I have really ranted about my least favorite characters. Yeah. Continue, everybody else, please. I mean, I, I think you've really pulled, you've pared down, mm-hmm. you've, like, yeah. pulled from the pack. I, like, I think that I'll just briefly add on to the Owen thing, because I don't hate Owen as viscerally as you do in his appearance, because I think that you actually find him repugnant, <laughs> but I actually <laughs> don't mind, and maybe it's because I am currently in a five-year relationship with a ginger, but I, you know, I very different. My hair is dyed red. I think red hair is beautiful. <laughs> I, he very much has a very heavy set face and then no eyebrows, and which just is like wild. the brow yeah. of he's craggy, absolute. Yeah. He's like brown, and brow and brow, but not in like a cute angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer way, no. in like a in like a bones. Way. Yeah, I mean the things I have that come to mind immediately. Two That's things right. that really bother me about Owen. One is that I found, especially when his relationship with Christina was first starting, Mm -hmm. which is that every time he goes to kiss her or embrace her or anything, little photo, (laughs) um, whenever he goes to kiss her, 
he does it with such aggression that it's like, I think he's going to hit her. Every time he goes in for a minute, yeah, I'm a very afraid aggressive that he's going to hurt her. Yeah. yeah. And very often he does stuff of like grabbing her and I think even like shaking her at one point. Yeah. Like if I were Christina, yeah. I'd be like red flags. He does and shake her. Yeah. And it's not even just like there is a part where he actually does literally strangle her, but mm-hmm. it's a part of his PTSD and it's like at yeah. night and that's more complicated. But just in his day to day, completely lucid, mm-hmm. um, interactions i find him to just be very aggro yeah Yeah. and it really bothers me especially because christina i mean it wouldn't be okay no matter what but christina's like a waif like she's a very small woman so when he this humongous man is like shaking her it's just like oh my god um so i really don't like that and uh also every time i see her him kiss her i feel like oh my god he must be a terrible kisser but she said that she liked working with him, but I'm just like, I, I don't... Famously said it was like the best acting partner yeah. I've ever had. As yeah. Kevin yeah. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. like, I just, I feel like he is shoving his tongue right down her throat. Yeah. yeah. You know, just but... Just like uh, fully chomping just down like, on her entire face. I've been watching a lot of um, Sleepy Hollow recently, mm-hmm. and there is a very scary part at the end where the Headless Horseman gets his head back, and he has very sharp teeth, and the evil witch... Um, he takes her to hell with him and he goes to kiss her and when he goes to kiss her it's like looks like he's just like eating her face and then he goes back and she's just got blood around her mouth oh my god and that just kind of made me keep going (laughs) so I don't know what that tells you so there we go plus yeah he is so shitty about her wanting to get an abortion well that was my part two was the whole abortion thing he's you know we can probably all talk about this in different ways there's a lot to um like decompress from it but just the fact that he has so little compassion or care for her about her experience and truly just doesn't like listen and is constantly saying like we have equal part in this we have equal part in this which is because one with the way he's acting it's not equal part it's like his way mm-hmm. and then two it's like it's not equal part because it's her body and relationships don't work like that it's not a democratic vote it's more complicated than that mm-hmm. um also yeah. is owen hunt ready to be a father absolutely no. well a, a hot take from season 14 which is finally when he has been in multiple marriages and then oh, wow. to finally every single time the woman is like actually I don't want kids and it's like oh and if you know so much that you would like a child maybe that's like that's right at start the top. off with some of that finally he starts to foster a baby okay and it's frankly bananas also hilarious because probably by season 14 he's like a thousand years old I mean he's like maybe 40, like. Well, I don't know, because right now, I'm season seven, and he looks like he's, like, maybe, like, late 40s. Yeah. I would believe it if I found out he was 50. He's looking like Cliffs of Dover. I mean, young. he, like, I, as you said, I do find him repugnant. Yeah. Um, he look he, like, his, the way that he's aging, like, he looks the same to me okay. now that he did then, but. But I guess just for me to do the math, I'm like, I feel yeah. like that's a really old age to be adopting, like, an infant. I don't yeah. know, like, but anyway, that's my that's my addition to the Owen. Yeah. I'd say my addition to the Owen discourse is that <laughs> he is just aside from being like a shitty person, 
the way he's just wrong for Christina. Like yeah. they wanted to give Christina a like when Harry met Sally, they hate each other, but they like each other's storyline, and that's actually not what Christina needs. Yeah, no. I agree. I think that th- it's just misreading her character to be like she needs someone that she is always at odds with, mm-hmm. and yeah. at the end of the day, they can both like put down their swords and be like, yeah, maybe I love you. Like, no, <laughs> no, actually, no, Christina has a little bit of passion. Yeah, I think, like, one of the only moments of their relationship that I really love is when Christina is has been dealing with that child whose mom is dying the entire day, and she's, like, the one who's supposed to be looking after this little girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then finally, at the end, she, like, really processes, like, how she relates to that based on her own, like, trauma with her dad's death. Oh. And then she, like, really sobs. And, like, as we have said so many times, Sandra Oh, just an unbelievable just performer. Just not out of the park. And she just really, really sobs. And Meredith is there with her, but the person who she really wants is Owen. But it's kind of like... So I love that moment mm-hmm. because I love that Christina is, like, requesting someone and, like, telling him what she needs and, like being very vulnerable about her feelings but kind of like you're saying like I feel like Owen is not the right person for that like she needs someone who is really like her champion yeah and who they can really like respect and like admire each other and like lift each other up and it's so Mm -hmm. sad to see her like constantly be with these men who are like number one in positions of authority over her yeah and number two like want to drag her down yeah yeah Yeah. she deserves um another powerful woman yeah yeah Yeah. like a cali that is maybe the truth of christina is that she maybe she's just gay there's like all these horrible men like just like yeah throw throw it at christina yeah it's like could have just had a nice compelling woman so true yeah yeah does that I mean, I feel like we're still in thorns, but I feel like maybe we should talk about Christina. Yeah, maybe let's move on to roses because Christina. I mean, I feel like we've already, yeah, talked about her so much. But it's true. It's just you can't talk about any other facet of the show really without being like Christina. Which is like she's yeah. not the main character. No, she's not in it as much as you'd like her to be. Mm-hmm. But she really just takes it home. And I actually like, I stopped my Grey's Anatomy binging in season 11 the episode before Christina leaves because mm-hmm. I was like I'm just not going to care about the show anymore once Christina's gone like, like, I just know over. that the show will be mm. over and kind of because I had just had this like really intense um, moment with Walking Dead <laughs> when my favorite character was brutally murdered oh. I was by like Denny. I just like by, by Denny Duquette famously <laughs> I was like I just don't need to watch another show where my like favorite character yeah it's ripped from my arms yeah you'll be feeling where does the good go exactly oh my god we didn't even talk about the dancing we didn't even talk about the dancing it out (laughs) all the times they dance it out it never sinks it's always a weirdly slow song for the way that they're bopping yeah yeah, there was such a because they haven't <laughs> danced it out in so long because Christina's gone in season Aww. fourteen. There was this really sweet moment where now Meredith lives with Derek's sister and her half sister who appears, and it's like very strange. They all live together in the old house, and everyone was really sad. And Meredith was like, "Okay, you know what? We got to dance it out." And it was like Aww. the first dance it out in like years. And I was like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so sweet." I love it. 
It was really sweet. I love it. Christina had a really funny dance it out when she like quit her job after the shooting. Yeah. And then she's alone and she was like rocking out with her headphones and then Kelly comes in. But what killed me was that it was like metric. Yeah. It was like golden something rather. Like yeah. Gold Guns Girls. Gold Gun. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. Because they always put like a song. A that weird song. It's not. It's clearly not the song they're dancing yeah. to. They listen yeah. to coffee shop music in Grey's Anatomy exclusively. Seattle's coffee culture, perhaps a nod. A nod mm. to oh, <laughs> maybe some. Yeah. Also, I would say, one was I really I did not like Arizona, and I wanted mm. to like Arizona. Mm. The main reason I don't like Arizona is that Cali is so amazing, mm. just like a fucking powerhouse. Mm. And then when Arizona's leg gets cut off because mm. of the plane crash, mm. she is so mean to Cali, who is just trying to help all of the time. Yeah. And it was, I understand yeah. she's processing. I do, but it that yeah. like lasted a long it time. Did, it, I think like it lasted so much longer than it should have. Yes. Yeah. Again, like another like sort of thing with like Grey's Anatomy representing people with particular traumas. Yeah. Like, is this is this entirely accurate? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I'm sure that's like incredibly painful. But, oh, absolutely, I mean, for sure. Two women that care about but it like also breaks them apart, yeah. and like you know, if we were to go into like medical science and how they treat disability in Grey's Anatomy, that's like a literal year's worth of podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just don't think that it could, it should have been something that it's like, and this is what wrenches them apart. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can I just quickly say we all took um, the BuzzFeed quiz. To find out which Grey's Anatomy <laughs> character you are, and Callum, Hannah, and I all got Callie Torres. I famously got Lexi Gray, which I do it's not fun relate to. But <laughs> adorable <laughs> brunette. Find adorable. Lexi Amazing Gray, memory is bonking McSteamy. Bonking McSteamy, same bonking Alcrab, same bonking Jackson Avery. Same. She gets around in the best. <laughs> she bonks all of my favorite men. The best of the best. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I just like okay, and I feel like my my opinion of Callie is so skewed by the last couple seasons that Callie was on the show. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and I like have famously last night started my rewatch of Grey's <laughs> and so probably I will get back to a place where I love Callie because I used yeah. to like absolutely adore Callie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I find that even like in the beginning when we were first introduced, she's like kind of cool. Yeah. But then yeah. again, has like these weird sort of like. Forced moments of being like dragged down with George, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and but it's like even like the position, it's just like, yeah, you you, like you asking to be like rooted for and like listened to, and yeah, it's just like, yeah, you're right. But then like the show frames it as like, like, she's being demanding, yeah. Yeah. And like in those moments, I was always like, Team Callie, like Callie is everything, like she's so cool, she's so rock and roll, she has a dark lip, I love Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Um, but then like, I don't. I mean, I guess we're just going to go into it and I'll spoil things. We've already spoiled lots, but... Oh, listen, it's all... Basically, like, Callie falls in love with the doctor who killed Derek. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, She and Arizona... Basically, what happens, she and Arizona are going to um, marriage counseling and their therapist, which, like, frankly, this is not a thing that a therapist would do, but she's like, you have to spend a month just not speaking. And that'll help your marriage. That's not real. If you just Jesus. don't talk. Oh it's like, gosh. that's clearly not uh, real at all. Um, so they just like, this like an episode that's a month long and they just like don't speak the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the episode, Arizona is very much like, 
you know, I have had moments where I've, like, underappreciated you and, like, moments, like, with all the stuff with my leg and moments, like, with Africa and all these things where I didn't listen to what you needed and, yeah. like, I'm so sorry for that and I, I need you in my life and, like, I'm so blessed to have you and I just mm-hmm. want to, like, work harder on us because you are so important to me and I really appreciate having you in my life and then Callie's like well what I learned from being without you for a month is that it fucking rocked bye forever oh my gosh (laughs) and then then they get divorced and they're like sharing custody of Sophia yeah and then Callie falls in love with the doctor who Meredith um like comforts at the end of the episode where Derek dies Penny Mm-hmm. And she brings Penny to dinner and all the stuff. Like, it's very dramatic, obviously. And um, then Penny gets... Uh, Penny becomes, like, a character on the show. And she's, like, an mm-hmm. intern, a resident at the hospital, blah, blah, blah. She gets this crazy resident opportunity to move to New York and do this crazy residency. Mm-hmm. Callie's like, well, I have to go with her. And I'm bringing Sophia. <laughs> and Arizona's like, um, hi. I live here. Uh, you can't just take my daughter away from me. And then they have a very long and drawn out custody battle. Oh no. In which Callie drags Arizona through the mud, lets her lawyers call Arizona a slut, lets her lawyers like really, really go in on Arizona. And through that storyline, I really lost all respect for Callie. I I feel like (laughs) those are like mistakes of the writers. Like, that's not my Callie. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna watch that part. part. <laughs> yeah, um, but I—that's understandable. Well, like I can't imagine watching yeah. all of that. And then she like moves to New York. Uh, Arizona wins custody, and Callie moves Good. to New York. Wow. Well, Arizona wins. Are the only cities you can live in. Yeah, Seattle yeah, or New, New York. Arizona wins LA. custody, and mm-hmm. then still allows Callie to take Sophia to New York. She's like, like forever. Not like forever. Like what? She's like, okay, you know what? You did this to us, but I'm going to take the high road, and this is not how we should do this, and we're going to figure this out, but I need, like, I want you to be happy, mm-hmm. and we're going to figure it out. Take Sophia with you, and we will figure it out. Oh, my goodness. So I just love Arizona, and I hate Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't hate Kelly because I know that she has, like, had so many great moments and yeah. is such a yeah. such a cool character in so many parts of the show. But I yeah. also always loved Arizona. I never I never disliked her. I always was like, she's so fun and I love Peds and I love that yeah. she roller skates and like yeah. Yeah. she and Karev have such a bond they and like do. she's really helping him come into his own. Yeah. Yeah. I love Arizona and I also love Callie and I really hate that Callie does all that stuff. And I don't want to yeah. watch it now. But also like Arizona does do shitty stuff to Cali too. Yeah. Um, what with Africa? Pardon? Arizona cheats on Cali at one point. Mm-hmm. Arizona cheats on Cali. Mm. Yeah. W- during the leg debacle, mm. she cheats on Cali with like an intern. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's like a switch with the scrubs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that intern like files sexual harassment. Wow. Oh. And then, like, everybody in the hospital is like, why would you do that? We all want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very strange. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, I feel like we've been talking about Grey's Anatomy for literal years. The length of Grey's Anatomy. And we could keep going. Yeah. And we could keep going. But I mean, we never even did talk about George. 
But maybe we don't need to. I think maybe we just don't need to. He doesn't deserve it. He sucks, and we all know it. No, we could, like, we could, you know. There's there's juicy stuff to get into. Okay, what's your... Give me a juicy... Oh, no, I mean, not not juicy stuff, but just, like, uh, his, like, function on the show. Mm. Very much a nice guy. Manic Pixie Dream George. Hmm? Manic Pixie Dream George. (laughs) But no. Manic Pixie Nightmare George. Like, stable, (laughs) human... Nightmare George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that part too. Yeah, we'll do a we'll, maybe next summer after our second oh year long break, special. we'll do a George special. <laughs> or maybe everybody in that time will have watched The Walking Dead and <laughs> we can Oh do my it. gosh. <laughs> oh man. That's just my dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's Callum true. and I will start our own Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> Very cute. Which I'm also famously behind on. Well, I stopped watching after Glenn died. As totally. Did you, I so. was like, I stopped like, as soon yeah. as uh, Denny appeared. I yeah, was because like, I know what's, happening. what's the fucking point? I, I'm so devastated. Yeah. Thank and you for joining us yeah. on yes, this journey. So thank Always you for pleasure. including us. Mm. Yeah. Seattle Grace, Madeline. Oh. Seattle Grace now Graceland Memorial. Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. If you surf the internet like a juicy wave, you can find us on Instagram at 1-800-DIDIASKPOD. On SoundCloud at 1-800-DID-ONE-ASK. You can search us on Facebook, and there we will be. Thank you to Dave Clark for our theme song. And thank you to Callum Green for being our Boss Baby editor and producer. Bye! Bye!